Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And, uh, you know, I love having the power. Yeah, I bet you do. Like, I know what we're going to talk about, and no one Only else does. Only you do. <laughs> but everybody needs to know. That's the way it always is. Oh, you're right. And sometimes we do pass around topics and talk yeah, about like it. like top we, tens. And we actually prepare for a show. Right. But sometimes Very we, let, rarely. we let the Lord prepare us. We do. Right? We do, and yes. you're, you guys are totally trusting. I know. <laughs> so, you know, let's just sort of, like, start the show, and you'll be like, okay, I guess we're going to have to get in here somewhere yeah, get on board. That's nerve-wracking, but they also need to know that, uh, you know how you go to those meetings and there are certain people that show up, yeah. and it's like, uh-oh, something's getting ready to happen here today. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you watch a cer- this certain is person walks in and sit down, you're like, Yeah, this uh-oh. is like, here we go. You don't want when someone, like, someone comes from HR and sits so down this, with so you. this is one of our shows because you have a, we have another guest here. That's right. We have a great guest here. It's the best. You have to say that. Yeah. It's my wife. Yeah. It, you know what's amazing? Hello, she's, Bess. She's the best Hello. part of the show. Welcome to, to be the here. luxurious corner booth. She has such a fan base. I mean, she's like got so many groupies, and she's like, no. Yes. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are best followers. And, uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, our You're schedules. You're a follower. What I are you am, talking about? Yeah, man? I am, truly. <laughs> All through uh, college, know, you know, I until know. she finally said yes. Uh, <laughs> Please, but, will you stop? <laughs> exactly. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> you know, uh, our, our schedules aligned. The stars aligned or whatever. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I actually secretly wanted you to be here. When you we were talking on the phone and you said, hey, dropping off the kids, the volleyball, picking up the do whatever, and I'll be over there. So, hey, I can come and listen in. You know what? You ought to record with Perfect. us. Perfect. Because so are you going to tell us the topic? Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about something from a perspective that like we encountered just the other day. Man, we get Cindy on here, by the way. Yeah, we're going to have like a... We, we, need to get, we need to get her that in. We're going to make fun. that happen. That we need to have fun. Cindy here. That we do. Yes. Yeah. I, we need a longer show, though. Yeah, we do. Cindy, we need she another microphone, talk. too. Right. Yeah, she has a lot to say. A lot to say. I know. Well, she's not here now, so we're talking no. to Bess. Yes, here we go. Right. So uh, j- just the other day, mm-hmm. yeah, Bess and I were... Uh, we were, you know, we got, we were sitting around uh, at home, and it was kind of like a long day, and there's a lot of stuff going on. We, we both have been busy, and all of a sudden, this text comes, mm-hmm. and it's from our son, and he's like, hey, do you want to meet my girlfriend? Now, this is, <laughs> it, it, interestingly, you know, we, we, we get texts like that or whatever, and it's like, and that's kind of a big moment. We all have stories about mm-hmm. first time we met in-laws or whatever. And so now, not that they're getting married or anything, but it's like girlfriend had been with her for a little while, and it's kind of been like sort of under the radar, hadn't it? Yes. We didn't really know no. officially anything uh, for whatever reason, you know. And it's like, well, uh, and then I'm thinking like it's busy day, and it's like, we, what time do we get that? Like nine thirty or something? Yes, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock at night. Now, nine p.m. Nine o'clock at yeah, night. Yeah. So I'm yes. normally at that. I'm in a different mode. At oh, you're o'clock. winding down. Yeah. You're already actually wound down. Yeah. I'm. I'm ready to start. To, and I always look at her and say, "Hey, it's time to go to bed." She's like, "It's just nine o'clock," you know. And it's like, <laughs> "I got a big day tomorrow," you yeah. know. And uh, but that's you know, it's nine o'clock. Usually, don't start any kind of big social right. engagement or whatever. And you know, so we kind of looked at each other, and I thought, well, you know, I do want to meet her. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's, it's our son, and you know, we're just if he's interested, we're interested, yeah. right? But at the same time, it's like the end of the day, and so there's this sort of like, wouldn't it be better another time? And we're thinking about like, you know, we're doing this and this and this. No, you're stuck. Well, 
you know what? We I, I started thinking stuck, but then I looked at it and said, you know, maybe this is an opportunity. No, it's well, that's what I mean. Is you're stuck in an opportunity. It's kind of like when your kid you're driving down the road, and then all of a sudden your kids want to talk to you. You got the radio on. You know what? You flip that thing off. Got to turn yeah, it off. Yeah, and you tune to what into them. Say. So exactly. no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but it's still nine o'clock and whatever. And it's like, uh, <laughs> and that's up. when we got the text. So then they still had yeah. to get to the house. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, yeah, and fun. they even stopped at Kroger and bought some like little coffee cakes. When they want to come yes. empty-handed. Oh yeah. my god! It was just sweet. So what? A, this had to be great. Yeah, but see, the thing is, what was interesting about the whole thing was maybe my first attitude is kind of like the first the, the the attitude I'll have like really now is this now you know <laughs> I mean that, there's a gut reaction. Yeah. Right, and it wasn't about my son or about his girlfriend or anything like it was really just like hello you. lord i've got life going on i really just right. really now lord you want this to happen now and so we're like okay and you know what was amazing was you know they get there i think it was like 10 30 something like that 10 10 30 when they show yeah maybe closer and to 10 wow. I, 10 o'clock and so they get there and like what do they walk uh, apparently, <laughs> they stopped at Kroger and went shopping. <laughs> they, they, they called from Cleveland, Tom. It was a, a little drive. No, so they, they they show up and from the moment they walked in the door, I mean, it was just like happiness, wasn't it? Yes, very much so. Beautiful young lady, up. just so sweet, and uh, it just it was a wonderful, just a wonderful time. We and we stayed up late, two o'clock. You know, it oh, was like, yeah, man, are you kidding me? No. I mean, this is like, this is weeknight. It's Including the kids. Right. The this little one ones nights, that in there. Those nights you remember forever. I'm well, hoping. Yeah. yeah, but it was just, it was just, it was just a beautiful That's thing. That's good. And in hindsight, you look at that and you go, okay, so that was my life being interrupted. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I feel like that was a blessing. You feel like that was a... Exactly. Yes. Very much a blessing. I mean, because you know, you're, you're dealing with the kids and you want them... They, we want them to know we love them. Right. But the other, we also want them to know that we have a bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 9 o'clock, though. Yeah, I know. Uh, but, you know, it's... Well, like, they're going to know now. But it was, a, it was a blessing. And, you know, and there was another event that happened. Okay. That, that, that It was, like, uh, pretty cool. Uh, we, were, we went to this restaurant called Dixie Cafe and went to eat. Yeah, she's like, what are you going to talk about? That's a little plug there. Oh, that was nice. Well, if you're in what, Memphis, what go to get, Dixie you Cafe. you get like free lunches from now on? Nothing. I get nothing. <laughs> I, whatever I pay we for. We had to settle right? beforehand. We yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so Dixie Cafe, we go there. And so what ends up happening is like we're, we're walking. And I did this like, uh, you know, I did that old man thing where, you know, you'd stop in the middle of the parking lot and you start patting your like pockets. Looking I don't even for, remember what I was looking for. I was stopped and it's like, and, and I'm just like patting my pockets like some old man standing in the parking lot. And I hear this voice, you know, hey, hey, you know, I don't remember what it was, hey, you, or excuse me, sir, you know. And so instantly, my gut reaction, did you have the same reaction? Instantly, this like, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. The ask, right? It's a, it's a homeless person. It's someone sitting in the parking lot, parked out in front of a, uh, a, a store, you know, on the floor, on the ground. So you shared this with me the other day. And yeah. I got to tell you, that happened to me today. Did it? Yeah, and I'm going to shoot you because of what you shared with me. I ended up doing the same thing. Well, look, let well, me tell you. that's not a bad thing. No, that's it was a good, good It ended up being a good thing. He's going to shoot me with like a Nerf gun, okay? Yeah. It's not going to be as that As long bad. as it's yeah, a Nerf yeah. gun. Right. Not a shot. Right. But the thing is, like, that encounter is like, it's another moment where interrupted. It's like, we're on our way to eat. I've got stuff to do. We, it's a busy day. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. And now I know here's a guy who's going to ask me for money. Yep. And I'm like going, you know what? And before we talked to him, I heard him, and I, I, want, I acknowledged he was there, but he was over there. And he wasn't getting up. He was like, I guess we're going to have to walk over there or whatever. And I could have done the ignoring thing. I could have walked away. And I'm not, you know, 
Bess is here to tell me, keep me honest. I'm not the guy that gives money. Right. To the right. Right. He gives me the change so I can give it. That's right. Every time we go to like Rome or whatever, everybody's somebody like they got people got their hands out and they're holding little babies. She's like, oh, and then ching ching, you know, whatever I got change. Wow. And you know what? There's a I think there's a happy balance between making sure that the money's going to a place where it's not going to harm somebody and yeah. if they've got an addiction or a problem like that. But at the same time, to see each of these people as someone in need to see, to see Christ. Yeah. In them, right? And so she's the Christ and I'm the, you know, I'm the doubter or whatever. I'm doubting Thomas. But so we're sitting there and I'm thinking, and she's like, and she's already got that look in her eyes, a little twinkle. The twinkle I responded to in college, by the way, which where I asked her to marry. But it's the same twinkle now. It's like, can I give him money? Right. (laughs) Right? I was looking. So then I'm patting my pockets again, you know, looking. And And I said, yeah, you can. She looks, she has nothing. Of course. This is, well, no, she Normally usually has. I do. She yeah. usually does. No money. Yeah. So it comes on me, and I'm like, I've already said yeah. So I was like, open. And I don't usually keep a lot of cash. Well, you know what? I had cash. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was like, where's the one? Where's the one? <laughs> you know? No one. I had a $10 bill. And I'm not giving up 10 bucks. Yeah, $10 and then I think, is big I'm, bucks for you. I'm in. I'm in. As you would say, I'm stuck. Right. Right? Right. So I think I'm giving the guy $10. I'm heading that way. I walk over to him. That's like I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I, he's gonna get his money's worth. He's gonna get ten dollars worth. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching. Well, no, no, just love loving, right? Mm-hmm. So I went $10 over dollars of loving. That's true. And so I went over to him, and it's like he's still sitting there on the ground. I said, and at this point, you don't know his name, right? We know absolutely nothing about him, and so we're okay. we're, we're talking to this guy, and so you know, the first thing I did was I I had money in my hand, but I didn't show him how much. And you know, a lot of people like to say. Here's some money, and you and make sure if there's like a five, it's sitting on the top of you know, like when you leave a tip, Tom. Yeah, you kind of yes, I do. Right, if you give me twenty one dollars, you put the twenty on top. <laughs> right, exactly. You don't want to leave a one dollar tip, and it's like no, they give me two bucks. There's right. a surprise later, but you're not there to see it. Right. Anyway, so I'm sitting there handing, I, I'm getting ready to hand him money, but at the same time, I said, you know what? Um, I just I want to tell you something. I want to make sure you know this that you're that you're loved. Do you know that you're loved? And it's like he had kind of funny look on his face like, you know, because homeless people, I think, put up with a lot, right? They deal with all kinds of people. Yeah. And they're usually going to agree with everything. If you go and tell them you got to vote Republican, they're going to they're going to say, sure. If you say if the vote Democrat, they're going to say, sure, whatever. Because right. at the end of the day, it's like, really, I'm going to kind of just go give along. me the money and move right. on, buddy. But he had a funny look on his face like, all right, I'm, I'm loved. And I said, I said, you know. God really loves you and that you're precious in his sight, that you're, you're like a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And God wanted me to tell you that, that you needed to hear those words. Man, this guy lit up. That's he cool. Did. He you really know, did. Didn't he, though? Yeah. It's like, and he smiled. Now, you think like when you're telling stories like that that you're going to say something like, well, you know, he, uh, he, he started to cry and you know, was moved. It's like it wasn't that. It was like this instant joy that set in. That's cool. And then he does this cool thing. And he's like, and this is where I knew God was present. He looks at me and he goes, well, you know, he knows, Jeff, I think it's, and I'm like, it's like the Holy Spirit. He knows my name. He knows my name. But then I realized I was wearing my bowling shirt. And my bowling shirt says Jeff right across the uh, top there. I'm a pretty good bowler. You know, I got a bowling shirt and it says Jeff on it. This guy's a smart guy. He looks at my shirt and says, your name must be Jeff, you know. And instantly there's like this little camaraderie. But the guy was beaming. I mean, he was just like joyous at that moment. And mm-hmm. um, and he said to me, he goes, uh, or actually I said to him, you know, you got me at a disadvantage. You know my name, but I don't know yours. And he said, it's Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Sydney, just know that you're loved and you have a, a, a just a beautiful day and don't let anybody get you down. I know you have to put up with a lot. And I shared something with him. I said, you know, 
it wasn't so long ago in my life that I was sitting right where you are. Now, I was never homeless, right? We've, we've, we've never we've always homeless. Had a, but there have been times where we've been really, I mean, close. Close. <laughs> you know, you get down and there's nothing left in the bank account. There's, yeah. And, and uh, I, we, I rode around on a bald set of tires for like a year and a half just praying that I'd be able to get to the next destination, the next mass or the next talk or the next whatever, mm-hmm. uh, hoping I don't get a flat. You know, it's just like I don't got the money to fix this. And, and there's, when you're in that situation, you, you just are – and that's not, I guess, as bad as being homeless, but it's pretty bad. And, and I just help that guy understand that, like, he's not alone. And I've been there, and I know that that's like a – that's a rotten way to be in life sometimes. Oh, yeah. yep. But just to know you're loved, it's like it suddenly gives you this sense of hope. Man, the guy wouldn't stop smiling. He was super sweet. And he just, and he wandered, he wandered off, you know, with this big smile on his face. And I don't know if he's going to the next store to, to ask the next person for, for money and, and whatever. But the reality is this guy, and, and I just felt like I was ministered to. Mm-hmm. So here's another moment where all of a sudden an interruption in our life mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a blessed moment. Like I had, we, did we, we had no idea we were going to do that. No, right? not at all. Not We're at talking all. about like, what are we going to eat? What's going to happen here? And you know, uh, but then he caught you at a bad time. You must have been tired from the night before. Yeah, staying up all night. You know? Yeah, maybe <laughs> it may have been the may have been the case. But the reality is, I think sometimes it's always at the bad time. Uh, you're right about that. Right? Don't right. you think that sometimes all those kind of interruptions are are, are bad timing? You think they're bad timing at least yeah, at first they're glance, not. but they're they're, not. Right. they're just not our time. They're God's time, exactly and we right. don't always give ourselves over to God's time. And I just, yeah, I think it's important that we would even talk about the fact that, that like the best things that end up happening in your life are not the ones that you plan. Yeah. Right. There are those moments of interruption. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I want to talk some more about that. We're going to talk about these moments of interruption and how God uses those uh, when we take a, a break uh, after this break. But before we do that, I want to talk uh, to remind people at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. And also, uh, we're getting ready to hear Bess. Can't she's going to she's going to tell us about Saint Monica. Now? I just thought Saint Monica would be a good saint to talk about because uh, she our, reminds me of our Saint son. Monica. You know, and you're praying for our son. He's not a bad guy. He's not like Saint Augustine in his wild days. But right. uh, you know, moms pray for their yeah. their kids, and good things happen. So uh, anyway, uh, send me an email. I'd love to hear more from the folks who are listening. You need to hear something. Want to hear something about a topic? Whatever. Send me an email. Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. St. Monica is a North African saint who has inspired millions of Catholics to pray and hope for their family members who have fallen away from or who have never even approached the Church of Christ. She was married at an early age to a man of her parents' choosing. Her spouse was a pagan man with a secure income and an exalted position within the community. Unfortunately, he lacked integrity and basic virtue. He was unfaithful to their marital vows and abusive. A biographer of St. Monica's wrote, She knew, she saw, but she kept quiet and suffered in silence. She prayed and probably wept, but realized that the religion of the pagans condoned great moral degradation. Like so many women of her time, she had nowhere in the world to turn. So instead, she turned heavenward to the help of the Almighty. And help he did. 
St. Monica was so well known for her deep inner peace and holiness that she began to counsel other women who had unfaithful and wayward husbands. Because of her great witness to the love of Christ in her own life, her husband eventually renounced sin and became a Christian. He died soon after his conversion and left St. Monica with her children. One of her children was the famous St. Augustine of Hippo, who had completely renounced the Christian faith of his upbringing and was living a dissolute life. The saintly woman prayed, encouraged, and pleaded with her son, like any good mother is apt to do. She followed him from their home in North Africa to Rome, and finally to Milan. St. Monica prayed to God on her son's behalf for many, many years. She never lost hope, and she never stopped praying. After many turbulent years in the lives of both St. Monica and St. Augustine, her prayers were answered. St. Augustine is now one of the greatest and most revered fathers and doctors of the church. Many of our stories are not as dramatic as St. Monica's or St. Augustine's, but we can all learn from her persistence and filial love. Family and friends have left or avoided the loving arms of the church for many and various reasons, but they all come back for the same reason, the experience of Christ's powerful love. St. Monica is a great witness to this love of Jesus Christ. Her persistence and gentle patience are a roadmap for our own lives and conversions. St. Monica's feast day is August 27th. I'm Bester Zimski, and this has been another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Bess is still here. I'm Tom, still here. Talking about St. So Monica. So much more luxurious now. Man, I just want to We pray for all the kids always. Yeah, we do. You know, I got a few that might be kind of like St. Augustine, you know. I hope not. Yeah. Right? Unless they become saints at the end, I guess. That's well, see, a that's good what thing. I'm saying. You always have hope, right? That's he why was it's, really bad, man. He did some stuff. But yeah. you know what? It means no matter what kind of stuff you've done, if you've got a good mama praying for you. That's there true. There you go. Right? St. Monica. And she's a saint, too, right? So. Yeah. Obviously. So anyway, we're we're talking about this idea of like going along our busy lives, minding our own business. Yeah, you know, I remember that about her. I remember this about Bess. Uh oh. That like I am working in the equipment room at the University of Memphis, actually Memphis State University, and I'm minding my own business. Yeah. When another film and video production major, little Miss Bess Truey, comes up and she's like i need a camera and i need a tripod and whatever and i'm the equipment manager and you started dropping stuff and kicking stuff around going well i just he gave me the broken stuff so i'd have to come back and ask for the right stuff (laughs) see she oh you did he get tongue-tied i never told her that did he get did you know that the whole time i had you know what i had i made excuses to call her um, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, light meter I gave you might be the, the one that's negative two, whatever you might want a zero one. Is it, you know, the camera doesn't turn on. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, look, I knew right off the bat that there was something going on there because there's like this stirring, like, you know, you're minding your own business and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, I'm feeling something. And I, you know, you don't always recognize recognize those things when they happen. Mm-hmm. And I think I get, the whole point of this show is to just 
realize that life is meant to be interrupted. And when it's interrupted, a lot of times, most of the time, I think that's really God kind of at work. Yep. It made me think of a couple of scripture verses. I mean, we're a Catholic show. I guess we should talk about scripture a little bit. But I always started thinking, like, this is the way God has always worked. Mm-hmm. And if, if you look you back to the very beginning of the Bible, mm-hmm. the very, very, very first words of the Bible. Of course, we know Genesis chapter 1 and in the beginning are the words. But it says, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland and darkness covered the abyss. Right? Pretty bleak, right? says, while a mighty wind swept over the waters. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about that. Now, was there actually water? And you start getting literal and think, but it was supposed to be nothingness. But it's the image of the vast, deep, fathomless ocean of nothingness, right? And you, you think this image. But again, that image that's painted there, there are these waters. And, and the Holy Spirit, you know, um, just is, is moving over the waters. And mm-hmm. you start thinking, right. this is the Spirit of creation, that the, the spirit of of God is stirring mm-hmm. in creation, right? and things are created in that stirring. And I think about those moments that we experience. I think about those moments that you know, with me, my son's girlfriend, just like everyday moments, and then other everyday unexpected moments of meeting a homeless person mm-hmm. who interjects himself into your life, maybe at the prompting of the Holy Spirit, stirring in me, and even looking over and seeing a pretty girl. Right and thinking, let me get the broken equipment out so that I can see her again, <laughs> and uh, and it, there's something stirs, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's I think that's God at work, and we don't often recognize that, yeah. Right, and if you go through Scripture, you stop and think. There's lots of times where God stirs things up. Oh yeah, uh, uh, even the Israelites, right? A lot of it's water. The Israelites are are saved uh, from their would be uh, captors, right? And and. God stirs the Red Sea, stirs the waters, and and they pass through in safety. Mm-hmm. Then He stirs the waters again, and they cover up the soldiers. Right, right. You know, and so it's a stirring that, that this this idea of God being active in the world, not just passively saying, "I am the Lord your God, and you will do this, and you will do." And it's like we can sometimes see this. That was my best, like, sort of distant God voice. I don't know if that's what it came across <laughs> the way it was supposed to. But you understand, it's like, it's almost a that's sort okay. of robotic distance kind of thing, like, I, I can never approach you. Right. And what we don't realize is just how he approaches us. And, and, and when, when uh, 2,000 years ago, he approaches us in the most unique and beautiful and profound way through the incarnation. Yeah. Right? And there's a stirring. Now, M- Mama here, best beautiful children... I know that there's one of the neat things is like when you have a baby in the womb and you feel the... The baby move. Yeah, you feel that stirring. And there's just... To see her... Look at her face now. Look at that. (laughs) This is radio, but I'm going to describe these little twinkly eyes. It's a beautiful moment. The first time the baby moves. All right. So it's creation. And you know this is like of God and it's just beautiful. And you're like going, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for stirring this in my my womb. And so imagine... being. But right, and just and, and think there's there's Mary, mm-hmm. you know, the mother of our Lord. There there she is with salvation, right? Redemption stirring in her mm-hmm. in her womb, and how beautiful that is. That's God intervening. Yep. Like v- very physically. There's a another neat story that that shows up in Scripture, and it's kind of hard to read sometimes because a lot of Bibles, a lot of people don't realize that when you go to John chapter five. Uh, you know, I like to trick people sometimes and I have them open up their Bibles. You go to John chapter 5, verse 4, and sometimes it's not written in there. Look at your Bible. It probably skips, goes from John chapter 
5, verse 3, mm-hmm. and goes to John chapter 5, verse 5. Really? You have to, yeah, because there's, ver, there's various uh, editions of the Bible that don't have this, this word, the, this phrase, uh, the scripture verse in there. So, but what it is, is the, the story of this little, this pool of water, Bethsaida. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and it's, it, it basically uh, what happens is now there is in Jerusalem at the Sheep Gate a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida with five porticos. In these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled. And then you go to the, the, the additional verbiage, uh, sometimes found below in your Bible, but it says, For from time to time an angel of the Lord used to come down into the pool, and the water was stirred up. So the first one to get in after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease afflicted him. I just think that's cool. That is cool. An angel of the Lord comes and stirs, stirs the water. Stirs things up. So again, the Lord intervenes. He stirs the water. Sure. And it's, it's just kind of cool. And what happens? Healing. People are healed. Right? Creation. Um, beautiful grace comes into our lives and how cool that is. Uh, and, of course, even at the very end, Jesus is hanging on the cross. And like, is he dead? You know, they 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 pierce his side with a spear, mm-hmm. and out comes blood and water. Right. Again, the water stirred, and what happens? The birth of the church, the creation of this, uh, you know, the solidification of the new covenant. It's just this. Right. This is. It's just a beautiful sense, and you start to realize that in the stirring, good things happen. So we need to pay attention, is what you're saying, man. When we're, just, we're, when we're just going yeah. about our business, just mind our own business, and that interruption comes along, stop and pay attention because yeah. that might be God stirring things up. Right. Yeah. You might be witnessing Christ himself. You might be witnessing a moment where Christ wants you to recognize some kind of hurt or ill or something that he, he wants you to see and experience. And if you, if you, if you search inside you, uh, we've had shows about baptism and confirmation. I mean, the Holy Spirit's there. Right. He's there. And sometimes he stirs up. And so these moments are like stirring moments. Yeah. And so good things, grace-filled things uh, come out of those. Our, our, our son, you know, continue to pray for him, right? Right. This homeless man who, who said, my name is Sidney. So when my wife is, you know, when I'm just minding my own business and all of a sudden out of nowhere, my wife is, or your wife since she's here, is, you know, stirring us up, trying to get us to do something. We need to stop. And, and pay it. attention. <laughs> no, we literally do. Just well, always do what your wife says. Good right? sound advice <laughs> for anyone. Get stirred right. up and pay That's attention. Right. Listen in prayer. In name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. For more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com.
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table. Thank you.